live from New York. It's fish the, heads. The most popular fish electronic show. No, I it's Ask an Engineer. Fish trouts, tunas. Yeah. We have it all. Bounties from the sea. Cod. Yeah. Uh, yes, I show a few nights. Me, Lady Ada, Headfish. With me, Mr. Lady Ada, Fish Friend. Yeah. We're broadcasting live from the Ada Fruit Factory Aquarium where uh, we swim around and make all the electronics you know and love, all the testing, shipping, manufacturing, coding, and support happens here. That's right, here at Adafruit, downtown Manhattan. So exciting. Yep. Uh, and we've got an exciting show for you tonight. We do. We have one full hour of the bestest in maker and crafting and hacking and cosplay news. We're going to kick it right off because we got a lot going on this week as we do every week. But hopefully stuff. we'll try to finish in an hour. We're going to try to. We'll try to. All right, so what's on tonight's show? On tonight's show, the code is triple axis. 10% off in the Adafruit store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Everything except for Adabox, gift certificates, and Codecademy classes. It supports us, an open source hardware company here in New York City. We'll talk a little bit about New York City. We also have no loans, no venture capital. That means all the money that we have comes from you directly. So that's good for all sorts of reasons, from what I understand. Um, but don't pay full price. Use the code triple access to get 10% off in the Adafruit store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time or when I remember to turn the code off. Show and tell. People around the world showing sharing their projects. Lady Ada will talk about that and more. We've got some videos and some Make Code Minute from JP. We have some Python on hardware news, time travel, around the world makers, hackers, artists, engineers, current events, things, and more. Jobs board. Lots of cool companies posting up jobs, and lots of people posting up their skills or looking for jobs. 3D printing, we've got some cool videos from Noah Pedro, some made New York City factory footage. We got some new products. We'll answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, where you can join all 13,000 of us. We're almost ready to change this to 14,000. We're getting Ooh, really close. Ooh, 15,000 would be We new. have some top secrets. Some good top secrets. Not, all, not all good, but this one's really good. We have a trivia question, we'll give away something at the end. All that and more on, you guessed it. Dun, dun, dun. Ask an engineer. All right, ladies. Let's kick it off. Well, let's uh, pay some bills first. So okay. don't forget, code is triple access. Use this on checkout and you will save 10% off things that are in stock. We have some freebies and uh, we extended CircuitPython Day to CircuitPython Week, then to CircuitPython Month. And now it is erupting over into September and it is one of the many freebies you get when you put things in your cart and check out on the site. Correct. What do they get? Well, I'm glad you asked. For any order over $1, you will get a free Circuit Playground Blinka sticker. Yay, so pretty much every order gets one of these lovely stickers with Blinka. It's a vinyl sticker, so you can go on a laptop or a bike or a skateboard or a car, whatever you want yep. uh, to celebrate CircuitPython. Also, if you're ever like, hey, what's that website where I download CircuitPython libraries and images, well, it's circuitpython.org. $99 or more, you'll get a free uh, Promoproto half-size breadboard, uh, as shown here by a lovely person with pretty nice nails. It's the size of a half-size breadboard, but has Promoproto, um, so it's a PCB, so it, it has gold-plated holes in it, and you can solder to it, and so you can transfer your design over um, exactly as it was, and uh, solder it in place, and that will make it very easy for you to make your project permanent and recycle your breadboard. 
$199 or more, you'll get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. That's trackable, insured shipping. Um, we love it for uh, shipments in the lower 48 because it'll get there when it says it gets there. It usually doesn't disappear for a few weeks. And uh, like we said, it's insured and trackable. And $299 or more, you get a free circuit playground express or all-in-one development board running a Cortex-M0 that has buttons and microphones and sensors and LEDs and alligator clips, and it can run off battery, and you can program it with Arduino and CircuitPython, um, MakerBlocks, uh, MakeCode, Code.org, CS Discoveries, TeenyGo, uh, MicroLisp, and more. Rust. Rust. That's about everything. The Rust folks love this stuff. Okay. Um, as Lydia mentioned, we like UPS Ground. That's best for continental US. If you want to take a risk and you like mysteries, Postals for you might save a couple bucks, but just keep in mind, it's sometimes, a mystery. <laughs> yeah, things, sometimes things don't work out. Um, and then DHL is super fast. We had um, a really good example today. A package went out yesterday and instantly arrived in another country in less than 24 hours. That was fast. Fast. Um, in New York City, if you want to do same day, just check out before 11 a.m. If you're in Manhattan and it's a zip code, we can get your package to you same day. It will show up and you can do that. All right, show and tell. People around the world showing and sharing their projects. We have a bunch of Adafruit folks here this week. Lady Ada, what was on the show and tell this week? I'm glad you asked. We had a bunch of Adafruit peeps um, showing off their projects. It's September, so people are rock and rolling on their projects. Um, we had Phil B with the a live demo of the Judge Doom tune hat. Uh, we have a guide on it. It's an amazing use of, of Pepper's Ghost with a recycled um iphone protector screen so to to make the eyes um from the monster mask appear as if they were your own eyes and it's a really amazing effect it works extremely well um because the tfts are so bright and they reflect down basically it's kind of like a eyeball teleprompter he said it was something like oh yeah teleprompter that's, that's something people know that you can put it in front of a camera and um the the camera can see fine but when you look into the camera you see this um um, eyeball effect so um, you can mount it onto a hat brim and uh, walk around so good, uh, this character happens to have a, a hat with a wide brim so it makes it a perfect uh, version of this um, build. Um, JP is going to show up tomorrow with how to modify your Halloween bucket. Start now. Halloween in, it will come too soon um, so you might as well get started um, but maybe modifying this bucket to tell people what kind of candy you like uh, for example, JP is a freak and likes candy corn. Why? I don't know. Maybe something happened to him as a kid, or he was aliens abducted him. Some some people like candy corns. I think I don't think somebody must they, because they still sell they it. They do. I, you know, I think this is an opportunity to bring people together and not separate them. You know, there's plenty of times where candy corn might be desirable. All right. Well, I mean, I get. I guess. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite Halloween candy? If you had to pick my one. favorite Halloween candy. Hard to beat Twix. Yeah. Twix is good. I think um, like peanut butter cups are pretty good. Peanut butter cups are also really good. good. All right. In the multiple chats, post your favorite candy. Yeah, what's your favorite candy? Yeah. Let us know. All right. Uh, so that's his project he's been working on. Uh, tomorrow, he's back with JP's workshop. Don Pedro showed off this really sweet 3D printed monster mask case that they did for this week's project. It's a really lovely build. Uh, with no supports um, that snap fits and it's just like super professional and extremely solid and it'll keep your monster mask protected and then um, they also showed off next week's project which is this really awesome antenna eyes where the two eyes are on this headband antennas it's like yeah. so amazing what they built if you uh, watch the movie explorers 
Yeah. Check that out, and that's where um, that's we're probably going to. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's was one of the ones I'm like, hey, like check out this movie. It's from the '80s, really cool, cool kids movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Okay, I will. I'm not. Um, and Scott showed off uh, Bluetooth terminal work. He's working on. Um, he's taking a break from display stuff. He's done a lot of display stuff. He finished e-ink, and then he's like, well, in the fall, I want to work on, you know, designing a Bluetooth workflow for Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, and uh, you know, of course, the other Bluetooth boards we have, and so. Um, what he worked on today was uh, getting started with the app and just connecting um, to an iPhone and then reading data from it. So um, it's kind of exploring and learning stuff. And then Richard A. came by. He has a guide up that we published on using Home Assistant, um, which is really a very detailed guide. A lot of people have asked, like, how do I do home automation with Linux and Raspberry Pi? Well, he did a guide on that. And um, so he showed that off because for his smart dollhouse project he's been working on. And then he also built a robot rover using a micro bit and a cricket um, bit. So he built a little uh, rover that uses one micro bit to control it and um, another micro bit as a uh, radio remote. So it's a little two wheeled bot that you can control two micro bits connecting right. over Bluetooth. So the candy that people seem to mention at least a couple times is Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Folks like this. Yeah. And then there's a spooky story about the origin of candy corn. I guess a lot was made in the 1880s, and they're still using that original batch that's, to this day. That's pretty spooky. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just want wax, I guess. <laughs> and JP says uh, he loves that story. Now he likes it even more. <laughs> I, you know what makes it the weirdest candy? Remember those, like, wax bottles? Oh, and they had, like, liquid in them the or liquid, something? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the weirder candies that just based on what it is, is pixie sticks. It's just like, here's a straw full of sugar, kid. Yeah, and you chew on the straw. And then you just pour the sugar in your mouth. Yeah, my teeth are hurting now. I can't yeah. even think about it. Yeah. So uh, JP will have a lot of fun things that you can do with a Halloween pumpkin and monster mask on the show. Indeed. Okay. Okay, that was show and tell. All participants on the show and tell. Get an as seen on the show and tell sticker. If your kid, please have your parent-like entity or guardian email. It's part of our Adafruit live series of shows. Like we said, JP will be doing his show tomorrow at 4. Here is a little bit of a preview of both things. One, it was the fish project from last week, and then what's coming up is the bucket. on JP's show, we have things like Make Code Minute, Make Code Game of the Week. We also launched the first ever Make Code, Make code Newsletter, newsletter and uh, already a lot of people signed up for it. How many people have signed up for it? Uh, 150. That's pretty good. That's not bad for the first newsletter, and we have another one coming up, so go to datafruitdaily.com. How many ads are in it? Zero ads. How, how many people do we sell your information to when you Zero. And 150 people went into that. Yeah. and That's like cool. Circuit Python newsletter, we're up to over 6,000, and then our um, new products newsletter, I think it's like 30,000. And you have to go to adafruitdaily.com, sign you up for sign it there. Up. And Put in your email. We will not sign you up automatically. Yeah, and we uh, also don't do pop ups. We also don't have like sign up for newsletter everywhere on our site. We made a separate site. 
I wanna... hate those pop-ups, especially on mobile where they take over your phone. Yeah. This, it's such a crime. And then one thing we wanted to do, the idea was, well, maybe we could reassure people on our own site. But we said, you know, let's do a completely different site. No that way. That way it's for sure, for sure. has nothing to totally do with your Adafruit separate. account. So go to adafruitdaily.com for that. Um, okay. Let's make code minute Let's now. make code minute time. All right, take it away, JP. For the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to talk about is how you can graph the analog input read on Circuit Playground Express from an external controller onto the NeoPixel ring that's built right onto the Circuit Playground Express. And this is so dead simple. It, it requires so few blocks that I'll build it right here from scratch. So first of all, hardware-wise, you can see I've got my Circuit Playground Express, and then I'm using alligator clips to connect to a potentiometer. Now, you can connect just to the legs on a regular potentiometer, like the ones we sell in the Adafruit store. My daughter actually suggested I do something with little bits today. Uh, I asked her what I should work on for the Make Code Minute. She said, use some little bits. So uh, I've grafted in alligator clips onto a little bits potentiometer, but it is just a, a basically a vanilla potentiometer. So here's how I'm going to set up reading that potentiometer inside of Make Code. I've got a forever block, and then I'm going to grab from the light category this graph block. So I'm going to bring that in and drop it into the forever, forever loop. And what this will do, uh, if you hover over it, it'll actually give you a tooltip that says display a vertical bar graph based on the value and high value. So what I'm going to enter as the value I'm reading is from this pins category, this analog read pin A1. That's the one I have it plugged into. And now if I upload that to the board, I've already uploaded it, you can see that as my analog values go up and down, the NeoPixel ring will graph that just like a little... Uh, VU meter kind of thing. So that is how simple it is to read an analog sensor and graph the values onto the Circuit Playground Express NeoPixels right inside of Make Code. All right, so don't forget to tune in tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time for JP's show. Python on hardware time. Yay. Lots going on in the world of Python. Dude, every day we are getting emails. Yeah. We are getting news. There's we are a getting lot. updates. We are getting stuff. So, um, big news. The top programming languages of 2019 from IEEE Spectrum is out. And I got to say, this is not Python Magazine. This is not the Python Weekly World News. This is IEEE, the Electrical yeah. Engineering Magazine. Yeah. And they're saying for embedded Microcontrollers, little chip logo. Well, well here's the saying. Yeah. This is becoming popular. Yeah, so this was interesting because they did two things. One, they had the kind of normal, like, here's the most popular programming languages, but they also mentioned by name CircuitPython. And they said one of the reasons Python is popular is because of things like CircuitPython, MicroPython, Python on hardware, um, things like data sciences, yeah. things like TensorFlow. Um, things like Jupyter Notebooks. So that's a big deal. So uh, we see this taught in schools. It's a national programming language of many countries. Um, it'd be really neat to see a uh, programming language requirement in the US. There's foreign language requirements in a lot of schools. Yeah. But it'd be nice to see a programming um, language requirement. And something like Python is a really good way to get started. So depending on, you know, if you're a beginner or an expert, there's a, there's a lot. It's the batteries included language, and I think that's one of the things you'll see. If you want to get started with electronics, something like CircuitPython will help you, especially if you've learned a little bit of Python. 
And it's like a human readable language. I mean, that's one of the cool things about it. You can see what's going on with it. And it's not compiled. You can just do things like REPL. You can run it real time. Yeah. And that makes it extremely powerful. Also, for microcontrollers, chips are getting so powerful, you would probably only want to run a scripting language on it anyways, because what's the difference? Why not? Yeah, why yeah not? you have the cycles to spare. Okay. We have a new version of CircuitPython. CircuitPython 5.0 Alpha 2 is released. And in addition to just, it's we've just fixed a couple little bugs and more boards are released. We're also now generating our um, binaries through the new uh, GitHub uh, continuous integration service. So we're able to generate more binaries, um, even on pull requests, and we'll be doing more releases where we can generate them really fast. It's going to be very easy for us to do more and more releases without dealing with uh, Travis CI. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm not going to go through all these because we're adding all what the team's up to, but um, for the, the team members that are on the Circuit Python team that put some photos in, I uh, wanted to go over some of these things. So Brian is working on the TVL49-3D. and That went into the store today. Yep, the Airlift Bitsy add-on guides, and assembling and testing and getting started on the drivers for the PCT2075. It's an expensive I-squared. See temperature sensor, the thermal watchdog. That means in addition to getting temperature, you can ask it to tell you when a temperature has gone above or below a certain temperature you choose. Dan's working on a bunch of BLE stuff. Uh, Jeff, also known as Jeppler, is working on audio. On, yeah, this stuff. is um, some CircuitPython core stuff. Uh, current project is to implement the I2S out for the NRF boards, like the Circuit Playground Bluefruit, mm -hmm. while the PM audio out implemented over the summer is okay. The quality is limited to 8 bits, so maybe we'll see if we can get to 16-bit quality. Yes, this trade-off, the NRF52840 is such a cool chip, but it doesn't have a DAC. I think that's yeah. the one thing that didn't get included. So instead, if you want to do a lot of audio output, I2S is the best choice. All right. Scott made these cool PCBs using the After Dark PCBs from Oshpark. Those are so cool. Check it out on Twitter and more. Um, the folks that are doing the Circuit Python book in Japan with Moo, uh -huh. um, posted up this cool video. They're showing all the things that something like Circuit Playground could do running Circuit Python. So here's a little video they made and they showed that you can play WAV files. Next up, so made with me. These are students who used CircuitPython and Moo to light up these acrylic sculptures that they made and etched. So when they light them up, they can control the color and they use Python, and they were able to take these home. So you can see that it just shows up as a USB drive. They can just change a couple things, what the color is or how quickly it goes, and then they have a beautiful sculpture. So nice. Those are really nice. I love the line effect because yeah. it gives a little bit of a, a texture to it. Next up, Nicholas Toll and Toll posted up an amazing video about how you can use Moo to make this hypercard-like thing and use Android. So with Python. With Python. So you have to watch the whole thing, and it's only a five-minute video, but it is really interesting, really cool. Check out the newsletter. Check out our site for that. Um, next up, these cool kids got some circuit playgrounds, and check out what they're doing with them.
Next up, I thought this was a cool project. This is a away from keyboard stopper. From um, for World of Warcraft. Yeah, so just once in a while it'll make it'll make the character jump. Just up. jumps up. Yeah. Which well, is this kind of cool? There's like this little wizard dude. Yeah. Um, you know about this. This is Circuit Python snakes its way to this X in a box. X in a box thing. Yeah. I, I, or Xenobox. Yeah. I think it's X in a box. It's a, a Cortex M0. It's a SAMD21 based plug and play board system. And because they're running the SAMD21, which is one of our favorite chips, they're like, hey, you know, we can just load on the CircuitPython binaries that are built for like the Feather uh, M0 and it'll just work. So yeah, they have um, sensors and we have drivers. So you can um, use X in a box with CircuitPython and hopefully they'll add an official build because it's always good to have an official build so all the names and the pin numbers match up. Um, but to start off, you can always you know begin with a Feather M0. All right, this is making the rounds of super cool. This is the Open Book Project, and it's a uh, Feather-based e-ink reader. Um, we want to not only get one of these, but we want to make one of these ones. These are so cool. You can make your own. I love the instructions on the back. Yeah, it's really neat. Uh, this is a Huzzah 32 Matrix Featherwing. Plug the Featherwing into it. Yep, we have a Matrix Featherwing, but it's not for the ESP32. It doesn't have the right pinout, so somebody made one specifically for the ESP32. Looks great. Okay, I like this. I thought this was neat. Someone says, you know what? Like me some spark fun, like me some made fruit. I'm going to make it Artemis feather. Spark fruit. Yes, spark fruit, A to fun. A to fun. So um, anyways, I thought this was kind of neat, and uh, we'll see. I think. It actually looks really good. It's I got the module. I think spark fun should make an Artemis feather. I think so, too. Because then I can write the headline, feather takes flight with the Artemis. I, the only That's recommendation I, I would have is I'm trying to make all my new feather boards with USB-C, so maybe if you can fit a USB-C connector. It does require two more resistors, but I think it would be a worthwhile addition. Okay. You can and squeeze it in. That is this week's Python hardware. There's a ton more. Those are the highlights. Squish, squish. Okay. Okay, what's next? Time travel. Okay, time travel. Let's look around in the world. What's going on? So, um, this happens every few years uh, because. What? Is, like things? What? <laughs> no, no, just the, it just happens to be an anniversary in New York. So, tonight when we walk home, we're going to see the two beams coming from uh, the. the Trade Center. That's right. And they it, were practicing earlier. Yeah, we were leading up to uh, September 11th every year now. You can see these beautiful blue lights. Yeah. And uh, and the, the memorial is really cool too. Yeah, we've gone there. Um, when people visit in town, yeah. we take them there. Uh, actually, Waz, who's been on the show, we went to the the um, the, the Freedom Tower restaurant. The Freedom Tower and then the yeah. memorial. You so, don't need tickets anymore. So yeah. I recommend everyone go there. It's just a, a very beautiful. And it's somber, but it it also it has it's a it's a dense, heavy place, but it also makes you feel hopeful. Yeah, um, and there's a few things. So this is this event affected every everyone's life, and um, we've all lost friends or family, or we know someone. And one of the things that uh, we've done over the years, because we were two blocks from there, not on 9/11, 18 years ago, but just shortly after 2005 that. 2005 or yeah. so. And so, yeah. so this is a screenshot from a post. Did this not too long ago. Um, this was September 11th at 2010, and I think our show happened to be on the same night. And uh, it was, because it was a while ago, we had our one year anniversary of Ask an Engineer. And I, what I did is I took a screenshot and I said like, here's where Adafruit is, and here's where Ground Zero is. And the area was so cheap, and it was, and it was so hard for businesses to be there because it was just all under construction. Yeah. But that allowed Adafruit to grow. So we started at John Street, which is like one block over, and then we went we're to even 80, closer. Yeah, we're then we went to 80 Nassau. Even closer. And then. yeah, here's here's how NASA. here's where Adafruit was uh, up until 
not too long ago. We've only been in this new space. Okay, so you see Le Halls. That's where we used to be. Yeah, and so it's only a couple blocks away. So we, we grew up in the shadow of the World Trade Center getting built. and um, Yeah, it was, just, it was just a construction zone for so long. Yeah, and so one of the things is we had to do a presentation. And um, I remember I was going outside and I was taking photos because I'll zoom in on this. Um, what is Adafruit and who is Lady Ada? We had to do a presentation, long story about wh why we had to do this. Um, but I, what I did is I, I looked at this old presentation and you can see the Trade Center wasn't even uh, finished being built. And that was recent, that was only two years ago. And years yeah, ago. This, is, this, is, this was Adafruit. And I used to do all the shipping and right when, uh, well, most of the shipping, uh, Zay, was one of the shippers and then we had other shippers. You had holiday shipping. Yeah. Well no, I also did shipping at night. Yeah. And so and weekends. Yeah. You so, never made mistakes either. Well, I tried not to. Yeah. We didn't have barcodes back then. I was yeah, just, but it, it was the, one of the things is if I shipped the package, if it didn't work out, I would get an email so I just you know, make sure I did Yeah, right. no, because you had to deal with it. But anyways, right my view was uh, right on NASA Street and I could eventually see that this, yeah, basically the Trade this. Center would I saw it go up floor by floor by floor over the years. And it was pretty remarkable to be there. And now when we visit, um, it's so different. It's Yeah, you it's should, there's a post it's, office. It's right to the right, there's a post office. We'd go there almost every day to drop off the mail. Yeah. So that's that's one of our, you know, 9-11 stories. Uh, when uh, just the, the aftermath and then going there and finding that it was a great place to start to grow a business. Like, we were a manufacturer in New York City two blocks away from yeah. the Trade Center before, you know, a lot of people, finished. a lot of people vacated and, and it was yeah. a, a development zone and um, a lot of businesses went out of business. I mean, it, it's tragic, but a lot of businesses were dependent on the business that came from the businesses that were inside those yeah. buildings. And so when the buildings collapsed, it, it was not just that collapse, but the economic area collapsed too, because yeah. the, all the, like all these restaurants, for example, they were like, all of our customers, you know, they're, they're no longer here. Yeah because the company moved or it's closed and so everything just started shutting down in that area yeah. so by the time we moved to there it was slowly starting to build up it was but it was super cheap and yeah. it was it allowed us to make an adafruit like we started in one apartment that was super crummy and then we had another apartment then we had another apartment and uh you know it's less crummy now. There, there there is a there is a silver lining as they say to yeah. things so um, anyways that's our that's our story from and, the ashes and we and we wanted to you know not only remember that day, but also say there is things that can happen afterwards that could be better. America is very is very resilient. You know, yeah. we don't we don't stop. We keep going. All right. More time travel. Okay. So we have um, speaking of economic opportunities and more jobs at Adafruit.com. Some in New York. Yeah. Uh, this is cool. So on Friday, Adam, the co-founder of Sphero, stopped by, and um, I was like. I think I was tweeting them or something, and then I looked at their tweets, and I'm like, oh, you're looking for roles. They just acquired, merged little bits, and they just posted up a lot of new jobs. So if you want to be a marketing web developer, if you want to be an FP&A analyst, sales, if you want to be a senior software engineer, JavaScript, if you want to be a React JavaScript engineer for little bits, um, there is a job for you, jobs.adafruit.com. You can live and, in beautiful Boulder yeah. or exciting New York. That's right. Okay, next up, we did a Hackaday Turns 15 chat. That was last week. On Thursday of last week. Um, the folks over at Maker Update made this graphic. Great um, graphic. Hackaday, <laughs> I, yeah, Hackaday, for, that's why I have the, the flag. We haven't um, 
taken it down yet because I'm like, oh, we're going to have our show. Well, we ha- yeah, there's so much Hackaday stuff then, on Yeah, we did a Hack Chat today. But anyways, so 15 years ago on September 6th, I started Hackaday, yeah. made the logo, made the site, and then we had a Hack Chat on Thursday. We had um, Caleb, who was a former editor. We had Sophie. She stopped by here. We had Brian Benchoff. He's an editor. And we had Mike Stitch, who's an editor-in-chief. So we talked about the history of Hackaday, how we all got there, and then my favorite part was talking about what can we do for the next 15 years. And then I also um, I, I, I showed my to-do list from 15 years ago, yeah. and it was all the things pretty much that's gone on since. So I, like, I think I dialed it in pretty good. I'm like, oh, here's some things that I want to do. Um, there was things that are kind of like the Hackaday Prize, kind of like uh, the badges we've done, kind of like Adabox, kind of like the Hackaday store, the Adafruit store, and all yeah. that. So anyways, I thought that was kind of cool. Neat. Um, and then don't forget in November is Supercon. That was one of the one of the things I alluded to when I started deciding. We will have like, some folks there. Yeah. Um, and then today we did a hack chat yes. with the TensorFlow folks. Was it a popular from, hack chat? It is, from what we understand, Hackaday emailed us and said this was the most popular hack chat they've done, most attended. Hack chat number one. Yeah. Hack so, chat number one. So it was all about machine learning. And uh, there was a lot of questions answered about TensorFlow. Yes, um, a lot of engineers are like, you know, is machine learning something I can use? What problems can it solve? Yeah. The questions were really good. Um, the people who uh, were joining us from the Google TensorFlow team were so helpful and patient. And I think this is good. I think they got an idea of what people want to do, and the people who want to do stuff got an idea of what's coming down the pike. So, so um, productive on both sides. Yeah. So one of the things that we showed was our BrainCraft hat which is coming out we have it coming soon we'll talk about that shortly but i wanted to show some demos because they're all set up right now oh yeah yeah so let's show the first one this I gotta, is i gotta boot this board yeah, yeah. Boot that one up but okay. which, which one is is that is that person or object this is the object tester so i need to grab is that what the uh speaker yeah that's okay the great speaker. so i think i've shown this demo before but before i like start doing other stuff with this I wanted to show. I gotta plug this in. Yeah, and you'll have to. I'm trying to push it on. It's on. Yeah. It's on. Yeah, it's on. Okay. Well, let's see what it sees. I think we're overheating. I think this is a car mirror. It is heating up a little bit. I got to. I got to cool down. But it should still recognize stuff. No, I think this. Are you sure this isn't the object? Okay. Let's see. I don't think this is. Okay. King penguin. Yay! Yeah, it just needs okay. to be close. So yeah, I have this on an iPad. I don't have. I'm not allowed to have penguins. I guess for real. Um, I think they they don't, probably don't adopt the penguin. They're, they're probably hard to take care of. Um, let's see. And then this is the demos that we were showing a week ago. But anyways, cockroach. Yeah. Forklift. Look how good it is at forklifts. <laughs> Giant panda. Eagle. It has the dog was hard before on the screen. Yeah, it's, it's it doesn't like the dog for some reason. Pug. It likes the pug. Tiger. Okay, great. And now we have another demo, um, which is booting up. Yeah, so I have to get my laptop to because we have to unplug it. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, yeah. I'm going to do the other demo, which is the Blue Fruit demo. And so, do you have the battery? Uh, I do not know where the battery went, but you can plug it Shower into this. Shower cap. Shower cap. Okay, so this is the Blue Fruit demo, and this is kind of neat because 
it um, Sure. Shower cap. Shower cap. Um, so this one is just on an NRF, and I'm just going to say yes or no. Yes. No. So that's doing voice recognition for yes or no on an NRF52840, which is pretty amazing. I'll do no so you don't think I'm, or I'll do yes again. Yes. That's kind of neat. Then the other one we have is yeah. our original one of our original demos. You and can do the same, yeah. Yeah, and this one does the same thing, but we wanted to show some animations so people know what they're doing. Like, hey, like this is an animation thing. And then this is—is uh, is it A or B? A. Yeah. So I'll do the same thing. This is a yes or no demo as well. Yes. Mask. And so that's a bit from Tron. No. And this is a CMD51. So not bad. And this is all no internet connection, no all that stuff. And then you want to this show this one. Yeah, so this one. Yeah, so this is a person detector. It also detects other things, but the whole oh, point wow. of this demo was to show that it, it finds us. So you can see Sorry. this is our web camera here, just to show what's going on in the real world. And then this is what it sees. So yeah, it can so detect see, it sees two people. people. Yeah. And it can do person counting, which is pretty neat, too. So it's like, yeah. hey, there's two people. So this one, not internet connected. But let's say if you didn't want to do anything creepy, but you did want to uh, get an alert that there was a person detected, um, this is where you could trigger something and say, oh, there's a person there. And then, like, you know, Yeah, like a, a doorbell, for example, yeah. that says, like, oh, hey, somebody, you know, was outside your... So those are our machine learning demos for now. Okay. We'll have more. And uh, we'll have some... percent person. Yeah. Pretty accurate. Okay. All right. Next up, Lady cool. Ada, we're an open source hardware company. We are. Okay, and uh, it is open source hardware month coming up. Um, we'll probably be doing a bunch of stuff online and videos and more. Yes. Uh, but I do open source hardware every 11 months. You do it most of the, of the year. year. Um, and, uh, shoe shop. Two, nice. What did it say? Shoe shop. Shoe shop. We live in a shoe shop. Um, so we have 1,987 guides to prove it. What are the guides? This week. Okay, I think this week we got the Richard A. set up with Home Assistant with a Raspberry Pi, which is a really nice detailed um, guide for people who want to do home automation with Raspberry Pi. It shows you how to set up like MQTT and Node-RED and like automate stuff. Um, that'll be really handy. Next is using Dashbug to create custom APIs for Pi Portal. This is neat because and you, you found this um, service. So, you know, sometimes for the Pi Portal, um, we did a lot of projects where you connect to a JSON API and you download the JSON, you parse it, and you get the number or whatever tweet or whatever you want and then display it. But not everything on the internet has an API, which is very sad. So what do you do when you want to, for example, get the total number of tutorials and we don't have a JSON API for that number? Well, we do, but let's say we don't. So this um, guide shows you how to use a service called Dashblock, which you point it at an element on a web page and it will turn that into a JSON API that you can query. So you don't have to scrape a whole website. You use the Dashblock API, you connect to it, and it will grab that data and give it back to you just as like the raw text or image or whatnot. Um, so making something that, for example, lets you know when there's a new tutorial on Adafruit. We have more than 1,972, but we did at the time have 1,972. Um, that's like a way to create an API. It is something that doesn't have an API. So very 
handy yeah. um, and people who do a lot of, you know, eventually you get to the point where you're like, oh shoot, there's no API for this and I don't, or you need to pay for it and you're like, I'm not gonna use it that much. You just wanna sc scrape it, this is easier. I'll give you a good example. Um, if you wanted to see an inventory number on a website, don't write something that scrapes the whole site over and over because it might not work out and it might damage that website. You don't want to yeah. do that. What you might want to do instead is download this thing called Dashblock. This is guide. This guide. You put the URL in and you just right-click the data. It does a pretty good job of saying, oh, I understand this is going to be updated. I'm going to turn this into a JSON feed. This is a very lightweight one URL JSON link that you'll get. And for people like us who use Python and PyPortal and we want to just display one little bit of information that's useful, yeah. um, it's, it's pretty handy. Okay. okay. Next up, we got the Monster Mask Tune Hat, which you have a little video for. This is a, a neat um, demo, which we talked about, is how you can use a hat with a brim and attach a tempered glass sheet in front and then point the Monster Mask down, and it turns it into basically a teleprompter that yeah. overlays onto your own eyeballs and makes you look like your eyes have animations. I have a little extended video, too, Okay. that, that I stole from. Do you want to watch the video Phil, now? Phil, or? Phil no, we're going to watch it right now. Okay. It's only 20 seconds. Okay. Okay, cut it out, Phil. That's creepy. All right, what's next? That is really creepy. <laughs> uh, I've also got this really beautiful monster mask case from Noe and Pedro. Um, they did an amazing job with a snap-together case that protects um, the monster mask, battery, speaker, and even it has slots um, for um, a headband if you want to attach it, and you can have the buttons exposed and the charging. So this is uh, perfect if you want to have a more durable case to protect uh, your monster mask in. Okay. And then we also have from Melissa, we um, have had CircuitPython Blinkist support for um, the Jetson Nano yeah. on, um, in Linux. And uh, we've made it even better now by um, uh, having a guide where we show you how to use I2C, UR, and digital IO uh, using CircuitPython. So that means you can get all the drivers that we've made. Um, SPI is not yet supported. Uh, it turns out that's exclusive quite difficult to do. You have to like use another Ubuntu computer to burn U-boot and it got so complicated we said, you know what, let's just skip it and just tell people, hey, um, we don't support SPI at this time. But for a lot of sensors, you can use I2C or digital IO. So but if get. folks were really interested, they could um, tell NVIDIA that they'd really like SPI and maybe they'll do it. Yeah, it would be great if it was, you know, support out of the box because the Raspberry Pi supports SPI out of the box. So I think that would be, you know, if you're going to enable I2C, enabling SPI is really good because um, there's a lot of displays that use SPI. And then um, from Brian, um, for the new product this week, it's the TLV493D 3D magnetometer. We have um, Arduino code from Infineon as well as uh, CircuitPython Python code that we wrote. And um, this chip is great for um, if you want to do magnet detecting. It's not good for the Earth's magnetic field, um, but it's good for magnets that are nice and strong. This is not, again, not a very sensitive, um, it doesn't have like, you know, very high sensitivity, but it does have pretty good precision for a very powerful magnet, it doesn't saturate. So it's designed for making um, 3D uh, joysticks, actually, like not mechanical joysticks that don't have potentiometers, but I think it can be used for a whole bunch of cool projects where you sense a magnet in 3D space. That's the guys. Okay.
next up, um, did we want to show the little snippet of video from uh, Aaron? Let's just video? skip that because okay, the guy's not live. Oh, got it. Guy's not live. Yeah. Okay, let's keep moving. All right, some main New York City factory footage. Take it away. Factory. factory. And it wouldn't be New York City factory footage without a sunrise or sunset outside the windows here at Antwerp. All right, 3D printing. Now and Pedro have a couple of videos. We're going to first do the case for the monster mask, and then we're going to do speed up. Yeah. Take it away. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're making a wearable case for the Adafruit monster mask. Our 3D printed case snap fits together and lets you add a headband so you can wear it. All of the electronics are fitted in the case so it's a nice and portable little package. The open frame design shows off the silk screen so you can enjoy the lovely artwork. You can wear it as a pair of goggles or work it into your costume projects. They can be worn over your eyes, just be careful as you won't be able to see very well. The Adafruit Monster Mask packs a ton of awesome stuff into a single board. It's running a Cortex-M4 with 8 megabytes of flash storage, USB charging, and two IPS TFT displays. 
It also has buttons, a light sensor, expansion ports, and accelerometer. Be sure to check out the product page for the full rundown. You can get the parts to build this project and 3D print the files. Links are in the description. For a quick start, definitely check out the Learn Guide. There you can upgrade the board and download the assets. The board has native USB support, so you can upload code and recharge the battery. It works like a USB drive, so you can drag and drop bitmaps to change up the graphics. You can modify the look and customize the eyes by editing a special config file. There's lots of great project examples, so you can get started right away. There's also a ton of great support for programming languages like Arduino and CircuitPython. We want to see what you come up with, so come on by the show and tell. All participants get a free vinyl sticker. Come and join the community by checking out our Discord server. There you can share your projects and engage with folks from all over the world. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. And we have a spooky ghost speed up. Yay, Halloween. It's time. Okay, news. So, um, Adabox is shipping as we speak, but we were able to keep subscriptions open. There is a limited number. As There's only in, a few. As in, if you wait till like tomorrow or the next day, there might not be any left. So go to adabox.com. And what'll be kind of cool is if you subscribe now, your Halloween one will ship in the next few You'll days. You'll still get it, because yeah. it take takes a week or two for us to ship, so sign up today, tomorrow, or Friday. Yeah, and do it now. as long as we have subscriptions open, we still have a yeah. few left. So, yeah, it is It is ticking away. Um, we get an email every time it goes down. Yeah, so, uh, and I do have our little reminder video. Uh, it's spooky. Yeah, it's a spooky. Some people say it's too creepy, but that's the point. Yeah, it can't be too creepy. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Someone said, um, can you track the Adabox shipment? Yes. Once you uh, get your shipping notification, you get the tracking number. That's right. It's shipped yeah. via trackable insured shipping. And some folks, because we use DHL for the international ones, DHL is so fast, we started shipping some international ones yesterday and some people got them today. Yeah. Wow. Fast. Okay. 
before we go over to new products, what's, what's the, code? the code? It's triple axis. Triple axis. You'll see why soon. All right, ready, Lady Una? Let's do this thing. First up, if you are a fan of the Cartoon Network and Steven Universe and more, guess what? We have official Cartoon Network stickers are yeah, here! Yay! And they're here! And it's amazing. There's like 30 stickers you yeah. get or some ridiculous number with all sorts of characters from Steven Universe as well as Cartoon Network. So if you like Powerpuff exactly Girls. Exactly. On a circuit playground. We did gems. that on purpose. <laughs> You've got all these characters. JoJo's. Everything. Pandas. Um, and yeah, you get all the stickers, so you get to choose, and of course you don't have to just put them on your circuit playground, although they fit perfectly on there. You can put them on anything you like. Yeah. So pick them up, they look cool. We got this really nice matte um, covering that makes the colors look good, and uh, hides any bubbles when you apply it, because we want to yep. make sure that you had a good experience. Um, so check it out, and yeah, you get all of these stickers. Next so, up. Lots of stickers. Next up. If you have a monster mask and you're like, well, I want to protect my eyeballs, uh, the TFT displays, by um, attaching lenses onto them, which is what we recommend, um, we have the hardware kit now. So the hardware kit is um, the two plastic pieces. And I'll show them off. And they're barely visible because they're clear, but they're little plastic pieces. And we even have a little matching um, spines, I guess. Um, uh, and they attach, they come with harder for attaching it. And as you see, the, the lens gets, has a lip in it. So it's uh, the display and then the lip of the uh, glass or plastic lens and then the plastic. And then um, we have screws that fit it together and they're the perfect length. So that's nice. Um, and then you get two pieces and we recommend it. First off, it makes the eyes look, I think, a little bit better um, because they pop out a little bit more. And also it protects the displays because the displays are, they're delicate. They're designed to be behind glass. Um, but uh, we're not making phones here, so instead, um, you would put these big-ass lenses. And okay. uh, this, in this version, it's pulled apart. We also have an extra piece, it's a bonus piece, it's a little nose centerpiece um, that you get. It, was, it cuts out for free, yeah. and uh, I'll show it here. Well, you have your goggles, if you want to just... You know. Well, no, because I have to show, it's, it's this piece here, because yeah. it fit inside, so we're like, oh, just cut it out, because we have to cut out the center anyways. So this is, if you want to, you can put this in the middle here and then reconnect the two halves. So if you broke it apart and then you're like, oh, I didn't want to do that, you can then reconnect it by bolting this piece in place. So it's a little freebie. Okay, okay. harder kit. Next up, this is coming soon. For all the folks who are like, I really like that machine learning stuff you've been doing because you're making it so easy. It looks like a lot of fun. Can I sign up to get this hat? When is it coming yeah. out? Well, we don't know exactly when it's coming out, but we do have a prototype going and people want to be notified so what we did is we uh, set up a sign-up page so you can be notified when the hat's ready to go. We're still designing it, improving it, yeah. um, but as soon as it's ready, you'll be notified. Okay. And see why we won't release Next it. Next up, this is one of my favorite new products ever. This is the Gizmo. Gizmo! That works with the Circuit Playground Express. If you look really close and you're a fan, you see it's a little bit after midnight. It's also called Gizmo probably see where we're going there. Yeah, well, we didn't want to call it hats or shields <laughs> or feathers. We wanted to be different. So we decided gizmo. I don't, I don't remember exactly why, but we did. Um, so this is a gizmo. We already had the proto gizmo we put in a couple weeks ago, and that was sort of a test run. So this gizmo adds a display. Because a lot of people were like, well, I want to add a display to the circuit playground. How do I do that? So this gives you a 240 by 240 TFT display. You'll notice I really like this display. It's, it's affordable. It's durable, it's not too thick, um, it's easy to connect, and it's very colorful and IPS. 
We also get um, two three-pin Stemma connectors. So in the store, we have servos that have these connectors that plug in or NeoPixel strips. There's also an audio amplifier. So if you connect a speaker, you can have um, a nice audio output. That's great for the Express. And then uh, I'll just show off the, what's neat is that, you know, the, the display is, um, you know, programmed over these pads, but you still get to all the use of all these sensors and stuff. So for example, I've got the A and B buttons. And when I press the A button, it'll display a nice Blinka. And when I do the B button, it'll display a nice Adabot. So you can go back and forth. It's just a really easy demo you can build with your circuit playground and this display. And, and this is just showing bitmaps, but of course you can do little animations and text. And with CircuitPython, it will show the REPL. Um, and you still get all the NeoPixels and the switches and the buttons and the speaker. So you can actually make um, pretty advanced little wearable or portable devices. Yeah. You by can feed it on. electricity after midnight. Don't get it wet. And uh, sunlight, you know, you got to be careful with sunlight. What I like about these displays, as you can see, is IPS. So it looks good even from an angle. It doesn't have the reversal that low-cost TFT displays have. And then, yeah, you can um, connect servos or NeoPixels with these plugs to make kind of an all-in-one plug-and-play um, circuit playground project. The only thing I will recommend is because this display is kind of big, has a lot of pixels, this will work best with the Circuit Playground Express and the Blue Fruit because they're pretty fast. Um, the Circuit Playground Classic, you could use it, but it's going to be really slow. It's not going to be a very fast experience, so it would only be yeah. good for some text. Go for the Express. I recommend the Express. Also, yeah. there's no audio output on the Classic, so that's another thing. You're not yeah. going to get a good um, bleepy. You're not going to get the speaker working with that. All right, next up. Next up, we have the hardware kit for the Trellis 8x8, which was used to be called the instrument, but then we kind of revised this because the Leonardo was no longer made. So we're like, well, let's make it feather compatible. So this board has four um, four by four grids, so it's 8x8 total, and each one has a NeoPixel underneath the button. Um, so this demo just shows you, you know, each button can be any one of 24-bit color. Um, and you've got the nice squishy buttons as well. And then, um, you want to go to the overhead and I'll show yeah. what you get, or you can show the plastics. So this oh, is I'm just, go there, yeah, so this, is, just, this is the board, that, the thing you make. So you need to add a battery. You need to get a battery and there's space in here for a 250 milliamp hour battery, um, a feather. We recommend the feather M4. That's a really good one. And then if you want to use the battery, uh, you can add this on off switch that will turn on off the enable pin. So it's a great way to just like turn off the battery and then you can still charge it over USB. Um, and then the Neo trellises, you use the technique where you do edge soldering to connect them together. And then um, you put together the plastic case. So this, we're gonna have a full kit shortly, but this is just the case. So this, you get only the plastics, uh, which is still pretty valuable and the hardware as well to put it together, which is not shown here because it's a little bit below the image. Yeah. Um, but you get the plastic pieces and then you have to get the elastomers. It has what you need, the feathers, the elastomers, and uh, the Neo trellis boards. And then you can build this like pretty sweet 64 grid NeoPixel color board. All right, the star of the show tonight besides the community and the customers and you, Lady Ada, is this. Three axis. That's what the code comes from. That's where the code comes from. Yeah, so this is another Stemma. Okay, so this is a Stemma board, and this time I even got it connected up to the OLED. So I've got it wired up here. This is the TLV 439D. 
Uh, triple axis magnetometer suggested by Phil B actually quite a while ago. And I just didn't get to it until now, um, but now I have it. It is a very uh, low cost magnetometer. The deal with this magnetometer is it's not good for detecting earth magnets, like the magnet earth, like you can't tell which way north is. Mm. Not good at that because it's not very precise. Um, what it is good at is uh, detecting a rare earth magnet. So for example, this magnet here, you'll see as I get closer, it can detect the X and Y will tell me um, where this magnet is located. So it's really good at high strength magnet detection. And it's originally designed for making, um, turning this magnet, you put it on a joystick and you basically make a joystick that has no mechanical connections. Because people who, when you have a joystick, eventually it's a potentiometer, eventually it wears out because people use it so much. So it's not durable long-term. So if you want a non-contact potentiometer, this makes a great version. But it can also be used for general purpose, you know, detecting a magnet in XYZ space from a couple inches away. It's not good. Once you get about this far, it's not so good. But, you know, close up, a couple inches, a couple centimeters, pretty good. It's uh, I squared C, so it works with uh, CircuitPython and Python. And then I'm just printing out um, the XYZ data over the OLED here. Okay. So that's this week's new product. That's it. Triple Alright, let's do the uh, highlights here. You ready? Okay. Alright, here we go. New, 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 new. Fast new. We finally have in stock the sticker pack Cartoon Network. All of your favorite characters ready to stick on the back of a Circuit Playground Express or Blue Fruit or anything else you like. We've got the hardware kit for the Monster Mask. So if you want to attach two lenses to protect your mask displays and also give those eyes a nice blobby look which is, makes it more orbular. We've got the hardware kit, comes with plastics and uh, screws and send-offs and stuff. We've got coming soon, the BrainCraft hat. This is for um, the Raspberry Pi 4. We're starting to do some machine learning projects. Uh, it's not quite ready for release yet, but it has displays and uh, audio input and NeoPixel control output and all that good stuff. Sign up if you're interested. We'll let you know as soon as we have it ready. Okay. The TFT Gizmo. Uh, is a uh, all-in-one display plus audio output plus uh, connector for connectors for servos and neopixels and it lets you do um, display output on your Circuit Playground Express by adding a beautiful 240 by 240 display and uh, speaker driver as well. This is the plastics kit for the Neo Trellis 8x8. Um, plug in your favorite feather grab four new trellis boards and some elastomers, get these plastics put together to make this beautiful 64 button grid with NeoPixel LEDs behind it. And the star of today's show is the TLV-493D. It's a three axis magnetometer, not good for earth magnetic field sensing, but great for magnet field sensing. So you grab a magnet and it can detect it from a couple inches away and it can tell you the X and Y and Z coordinates so you know where in space that magnet is located so great for magnetic positioning. That's it. Yay. Okay, let's do some top secret. Um, also, while we're doing top secret, get your you should go over to adafruit.it slash Discord. It's free to sign up, yeah. join the other almost 14,000 people, and yeah, post go, your questions there. Go there and start getting ready to ask your questions. So first up, uh, what's this? Coming soon. SCM32s, people love them. I don't really know them. I'm, I'm 
hopefully ambivalent, but we um, are trying to do more STM32 projects. We're, we're exploring beyond just the Atmel chips and microchips that we've been using uh, to the high-powered STM32 chips in existence. So this is the STM32 F12 discovery board. These discovery boards are so cheap, and they're nice. They have all the stuff on them. And we're pouring CircuitPython to it. So even if you look in the S3 buckets for our CircuitPython builds, you can download CircuitPython for the STM32 F412. We get digital I.O. working, I2C working, and I think we have analog inputs working. So Speaking of, but surely. we have an STM board coming out. We do, and I even have it physically here. So this Really? Is, well, it's not built up. It's just the, the prototype. But this is the STM32 F405, which um, is the same chip used on the Pi board. And it is a nice chip. This is 168 megahertz, uh, 64 pin QFP, um, got plenty of peripherals, analog inputs, two DACs, which I like. I love the double DACs. Uh, I put USB-C on it, QSPY. I put a STEMA connector actually over here, a, a STEMA QT quick connector. So you can, um, so these boards that uh, people like, you can then, uh, you can see the connector here is the same one here. So you'll be able to plug easily I2C devices into it. Same battery backup stuff. And then on the bottom, um, connected to the SDIO pins, I've got um, a uh, micro SD card. And somebody was like, oh, could you put in a you know SWD connector? There wasn't enough space on the top. You see, it's just packed. But on the bottom, if you're willing to do it, you can solder it on uh, SWD on the bottom, and then it you know, won't sit flat, but you'll be able to want a debugger on it. That's yep. coming soon. Uh, hopefully this will come up. I don't know. I've never done a layout for an STM32 board before. This is my first one. But I, you know, it, didn't, it made a lot of sense to me what's going on. And then we posted it on um, the blog, and people had some great suggestions. I caught a couple bugs. I caught a couple bugs. Uh, I think uh, it should be good. Yep. Excited by this. But it has to go back in the vault. Sorry. Back in the vault with you. Okay, well, like we said, um, we answered questions. I loaded up some of the questions that people had, and we're going to answer them. I will them. answer them. Yeah, but just go over to adafruit.it slash discord if you want to uh, yeah. add more. Okay, okay uh, you ready? I am ready. So first question is, um, what type of solar cells would you recommend for wearable electronics? Yeah, I really like the ones that we stock from... Um, Voltaic. Voltaic. Yeah. They're good. They have mounting. They're meant dots. to be wearable because they, they're, they're, they, they yeah. use them for backpacks. They went, make them for backpacks and, su and suitcases and, and bicycle stuff. They're easy to mount. They're incredibly durable. And they give you a nice 5 to 6 volts output. So they're really great. I mean, I, we use them for all our projects. I haven't found better solar cells. Okay. Um, someone wanted to know about haunted houses. And they were asking about, like, how would they make a haunted house? Yeah. There's a lot of haunted house projects. Honestly, the, the what I recommend for doing haunted house projects is maybe pick up a cricket because that would be a really good board Yeah, to with use. cricket you can move servos. Move servos. You get audio. Audio output, yeah. neopixels. And they were asking about Arduino, but, but here's what I'll say. If you want audio and movement, it's yeah. really hard to do with Arduino, really easy to do with Circuit Well, Python. the Circuit Playground Express can run yeah. Arduino, so you can definitely, if you want to use Arduino, but yeah, try, try plugging the Circuit Playground um, Express or Bluefruit into the Cricut, and that could be fun. The Bluefruit gives you Bluetooth connectivity, of course. Yeah. That could be good. Oh, um, the TensorFlow yes-no demo mm -hmm. that we did with the yeah. Circuit Playground Express Bluefruit, would that work on the Circuit Playground Express SAMD? No. You need a ton of RAM right now and a ton of processing power. work on the power. SAMD 
um, 51, which we have on the badge. As a and, feather, and, badge. Yeah. yeah, those even on the mask. But the 21 is not, um, I don't believe it's powerful enough to do. It's only uh, 48 megahertz. I don't think it's fast enough to do audio recognition at any good rate. You could do simpler projects with it, maybe. Yeah. But it's only a Cortex-M0. It's, it's not, it doesn't have the floating point unit or the... Um, the SIMD commands, there's, com there's, there's special commands that come with the M4 that not only is it the megahertz that's faster, but it can just process more yeah. data faster. SAMD51, which is our badge Great. of Pi Gamer, that works out of the box, machine learning stuff you can do, and yeah. then the NRF52840. Yeah. Um, next question, I can answer this one. MTO wants to ask, uh, are we years or worse or just quarters away from seeing Adafruit boards with RISC-5? So I'll tell you what we're waiting for, and that's how you'll know. We want a RISC-V chip that has some type of USB. That's and what has, we need. And it has at least 32K of RAM. Yeah, so those are the two things. It so needs to have a reasonable amount of RAM, reasonable amount of flash. Reasonable yeah. to me is at least, I think, in my opinion, I think we need at least 256K of flash. Yeah. 512 would be great. And then for RAM, 32K is minimum, but ideally 64, 128 or more. Yeah. I mean, I'll never so, forget a RAM. So we're looking and we're talking to companies, but that's what we're waiting for because we want to make sure it's the best possible experience. We like things like CircuitPython. Yeah. We like fast chips, and we want to also be able to do stuff with it. Okay. Uh, next, uh, the BrainCraft video we just showed, it shows like it was four frames per second was four, but on the Machine Learning Monday demo, it was 1.5. What was the difference between the two setups? So we have the object okay. detection one, and yes, then we have the person. there's two different models that we're running. We're running, there's MobileNet V2, which is just, it tells you that the object in front of it, what it is. So it's like, is it a coffee mug or is it a tiger? It just tells you the, the one item in front of it, what is the most likely thing it is. And then there is MobileNet V2 SSD, which is segmented, and that will put a box around um, the person or the device, so the object. And that can detect much fewer items, only 90 instead of about 1,000. But it can tell you where it is yeah. in the location. So for person detection, actually your best bet is to use MobileNet SSD. So again, it's slower. It's only about one to two frames per second. But it will tell you where it is, and it can track it with a box. Um, so that, that's a lot tougher, right? Because not only does it detect the item, but it has to detect where it is, and it has to take multiple, you know, it has to analyze the frame um, in little segments. It's a lot tougher on the Raspberry Pi 4. That said, uh, I think we could probably speed up to maybe two frames a second. Still not super fast. And then um, other microcontrollers, you know, like the, the NVIDIA could probably even go faster. But we're trying to figure out what can we do that's, that doesn't require any additional hardware accelerators. Yeah, once you have to start getting hardware accelerators, then I think you're kind of blowing the budget. Like It, get, it can get expensive. Raspberry Pi 4 and BrainCraft Pat is kind of like if you do the, fifty bucks is that, what I'm keeps you for. in a good spot. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll do a couple more questions and we're gonna give some away. Any chance of adding a hook in Circuit Python to not have the REPL reset the runtime so that you can debug program after they've crashed? That we, that is not possible because every time you can't, when you have a REPL, you have you lose the context of. That's a decision we made. You lose the context of the program that was running. MicroPython does have it, but we decided not to have it. So at this time, there's no there's no way to do it. There's no way to have the REPL stop in the context. You can open an issue, but it's I know something that we decided against. Okay, uh, and then I'll answer this one. Real well. Oh, there's two more. Uh, we can go through these. What's the current outlook on the power source that's used for wearable electronics? Here's what I'll say, just straight up. I really think people should use USB 
battery packs, you know, the sealed ones, and use double and triple A's. I think for wearable electronics, like, you can run into You're lots of... You're sweating, and they're just yeah. wet, You don't want cells, because they can, yeah. You're moving. Use the hard USB battery packs. Just, yeah, those so are great, or triple A batteries. I'd say the outlook is, like, USB battery packs are really cheap. Use yeah, those. I like those. Okay, uh, and then last up, is it possible to measure distance between two Bluetooth devices uh, with either Arduino or anything else. With Bluetooth Low Energy, you can do it if one is a central and one is a peripheral. Okay. Um, so the NRI 52, 840, and 832 can do it. You would set up one as a central and one as a peripheral. One would be advertising and the other one would be reading the strength. Okay. It's not It's not great. It's not what we... It's, it, Bluetooth is not good for object to object. It's good for like tablet to object. That's what it's best for. We did do a guide with the RFM 69 feathers which are low cost and we did a distance measuring using because those are radios that are meant to be you know point to point and that we have a guy that was a uh wedding bouquet that would when the two bouquets get closer they light up okay uh and then i'll just do because this is a follow-up um but you can't go into the REPL and import your code to inspect variables you 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 would have to run yeah once it's running you you have to add a print statement or something. You can't stop. You, can, you it's not even really possible in Python. Yeah. Like you, it's it's like you lose the context from what you, that you're in. All right, and then uh, shout out to Jay. Uh, I think Jay's project was just on Hackaday too. Congrats. Oh great. Um, okay, and I think that is everything. We're gonna do a giveaway. Let's do a giveaway. What do you want to give away? I thought we'd give away. Um. We could give away a uh, magnetometer. Let's give away have, a magnetometer. Because that's the thing we have in stock. What are the rules? Rules are, uh, if you've won something before, you can't win again. Only one winner per my lifetime. Um, the first person to call on the magical phone and answer the two questions will get a magnetometer. And you know what? I'll throw in some stickers as well. So get a sticker pack. So you get two nice. things. Let's get two things because I feel like you want to get some stuff. Okay. So a um, Cartoon Network sticker pack as well. So it's the phone number to call. And when you call, it wings twice. And I'm going to pick up and I'm going to say, ahoy, ahoy. And that's how you know it's me. And then, and then you can maybe say hello or something. And then um, I'll say you've called to ask the engineer and you've won a prize. And then we'll take it from there. And this is the phone. And this is Blinka. And this is Adabot. And they say, please, please call. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're doing this, I'm going to do a couple other odds and ends, and then I think we're going to get out of here. Do, do, do. Let's see who calls. Remember, so lots of folks have won before, so eventually maybe we even have to like figure out. Do you think we're going to run out of people? We could. Humans. I mean, like we've given away probably. If nobody calls, there's 52 weeks a year. Yeah. And we do a show every week. But there's people born all the time. Oh really? Yeah. New people appear in this world. You know, there's probably someone who wasn't born when we started the shows, and then they, uh, they're, they're older, and yeah. now they're, okay. and now they're able to use a telephone. Okay, go for it. Okay, I'm going to pick it up. Ahoy, ahoy, you called Ask Engineer. <laughs> I was watching you guys, like, waiting for somebody to call, yeah. so I had to call. Okay. But I've never won anything, so. Okay, well, that's fine. We're good. As long as you've not won anything, you get, a, you get some stickers. And I was born after, so... Okay. Oh, great. Congratulations. Okay. Well, congratulations on being born. This is a pretty big deal. Uh, what's your name and where you're calling from? Uh, my name is Nicole, and I am calling from 
what is this place? Orange County, California. Okay, well, Great. congratulations, uh, Nicole from the Valley, calling from Orange County. You have won a sticker pack with some awesome Cartoon Network characters on it, as well as a triple axis magnetometer. Who could say no to these fabulous prices? These no are good prices. These are good prices. Nobody. All you have oh to do. Oh my gosh. All you have to do to win these <laughs> and get them sent to you free of charge is email support at adafruit.com. The email address is s-u-p-p-o-r-t at adafruit.com. It's a hey, it's Nicole. And uh, send me those, those things. And if you give them these numbers, it'll help. Tell them it's product number 4366 and 42, sorry, 4329. So 4329 four, and 4366 are the two products, and we'll send you one of each. Oh, you know, I wanted a cardboard cutout of you. Do you have those too? I, I don't have one of those, but you could um, take a screenshot of this and cut it out. Uh, no. So what's a project you're working on or you want to work on other than making an animatronic me, I guess? Uh, I just, I have so many things that I want to do. It's not even funny. Okay, well, but what's, what's one? Uh, it's a big one. Well, I've been watching um, John Parks, and he's been doing those crazy, like the crazy eyes. Yeah. And I really want to do that. Okay, well, you and, know what? Um, I'm going to send you also a monster mask. Whoa. Yeah. Ah, that's so cool. So, see, because some people are like, I don't want to call in, but you're going to get three things. You're also going to get a uh, 4300 yeah. monster mask. I have a bunch, so I can, I can toss one in for you. Yeah. So we'll get you one Four of each three of them. I think it is. If you look on the product, Phil, maybe you can look it up. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. It's 4300. It's uh, 4343. Four, three. Four, sorry, 4343. So you're going to get three four, items four, three. because we are generous oh. here. We are, we are benevolent gods. No, I don't know. And then you can follow <laughs> along our and uh, build some cool projects. And then come by Show and & Tell and show us what you built. For sure. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you, Nicole, for calling in. And that's our show. Good night, Nicole. Yay! Yay! Good night. Good night. Okay. All right, Lady Thanks, Ada, everybody. giving out the prizes. I, she said she wanted to build a JP thing, and I'm like, oh, well, I should give you a mask, and we have extras. Okay, well, that's our show for tonight. Um, don't forget, everybody, the code is triple axis all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time, or when I forget to turn, or when I remember to turn off the code. Uh, special thanks to our entire Adafruit community out there, all the folks that are helping in Discord, all our remote team members, all the Adafruit team members that are helping out. I believe tonight is Zay and the make sure, I think Zay's behind yeah. the scenes here in Slack. That's right. Thanks, Zay. Actually, Zay's been with us all the way to the the places that we showed on the map. You remember going down to A couple blocks away from. That's right. Yeah, uh, Zay was. Uh, you were at John Street. Yeah, he was at John Street. He's also at Navy NASA first employees and Zay's still with us right now. This I is know. Great. So Eternal. thank you Zay. Um, and then special thanks to all the Adafruit customers and then everyone else who's been helping out. Uh, be good to each other everyone. Um, everyone make something and share something. It's a good time to remember that and do that. Okay. We'll see everybody next week. Here is your moment of Zener. Thanks everybody.